All right, this is Joel with Overcome Evil with Good. Today, I'm going to be talking about the snooze button, okay? I was having a conversation today about people refusing to wake up. It's been a pet peeve of mine for years when my kids, um, or if you've ever been in a dorm and somebody just constantly hitting the snooze button. Now, over the time, over the years, um, sometimes working at home, I have hit the snooze button. I've gone against my own personal rule on that, okay? Um, so I'm not proud of it. Uh, it's something that uh, that I'm against. If you set your alarm for a certain time, get your butt out of bed, right? Um, it, you know, if you're a person that needs to wake up gradually, I get it, and I'm not really being critical. So, um, But I want to talk about the snooze button when it comes to um, you know, toxic relationships and when we're in them, we, we see something, we, we, we declare that there's no way in the world I could put up with that anymore. And then we hit the snooze button and it's almost like we're silencing that voice inside of us. The, the, the alarm that goes off that says, Oh no, no way, not a chance. Now, you could be in a relationship right now. If you're in a marriage, I understand the snooze button is probably going to be hit. If you're in love with someone, we're going to push the snooze button because we are thinking um, maybe this is not really how they really are. We make excuses for them. All right. That's what living. Now, again, listen, thank God people have hit the snooze button for me. Okay. Because uh, we're not we're not always perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but when you see toxic behavior in a relationship, and you reach over and push that snooze button, well, the only thing you did was prolong the alarm to go off again. I mean that's what that's what the snooze button is, right? So you can stay asleep a little bit longer. So follow with me here. You're awake to what is going on enough to reach over, make a decision to push the snooze button. Now, I'm not talking about physically here. I'm talking about right now. You're awake enough to realize that that is poor behavior, yet you reach over and push the snooze button. You, you say, you know... I know they shouldn't have done that, or I know that was crazy, or they lied to me, or they're, you know, twisting the conversation, my conversation, but, you know, I'm just going to just push the snooze button and I I'm going to, I'm going to stay asleep a little bit longer. Now, I will tell you this, that being married 20 years to somebody that Oh, from day one, now listen to me, day one, if you want to hear my testimony, it's out there. You can write me. I'll send it a link to you. But if you want to know how many times Joel McLaughlin pushed the snooze button. Now, I did it day one. Day one on my honeymoon night, I pushed the snooze button. Now, I, if you want to just give a little excerpt of, of that, something that happened. I was not happy about and what did I do I went and slept on the couch on my honeymoon night yes that happened okay 
because what was happening was so crazy. I was ready to be done with the marriage and it hadn't even started yet. <laughs> so I, I, I chose in my naivety at the age of 21 to push the snooze button. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, barely know what I'm doing today sometimes on some things. But, but anyways, as a young person, we get that. But if you are aged a little bit, you're seasoned in this, and you know that you've got some serious issues here, and you turn around and make a conscientious decision to push the snooze button. Now, you say, well, like when you're sleeping, you're like, well, you know, I just, I'm so tired and I just don't, I don't, I, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. Now, there's times that you may have stayed up really late or, you know, maybe you had something too much to drink the night before and you didn't even realize what you were doing. Okay. I guess that is definitely possible because I have been there so tired. I didn't even remember pushing the snooze button a few times. All right. But, you know, the consequences of pushing the snooze button makes you in a rush or even to the point of being late at work or at worst case scenario, you pushed it too many times. You did it time and time again to the point you got fired. Now, that that's serious. Have, not having a job is serious. But when it comes to relationships and, and you are conscientiously and maybe not always conscientious, but maybe somebody has warned you, said, hey, this person is such and such. I had pastors warning me. I had friends warning me. I had all these people warning me, Joel, you don't know who she is. And you know what I would do? I'd hear them. I'd think about it. And yet I'd reach over and push the snooze button. Why? Because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with it. Just like we don't want to deal with the morning. We don't want to get up and, oh, you got to go to work. I got to get my clothes on. I got to take a shower. I got to make my coffee. You got to make some breakfast and do some of these things. We put it off. Well, I'm going to tell you, putting it off is only prolonging the issue. Okay? Now, hear me on that. Now, I'm saying this very easily. Now, you're, you're talking to someone that that pushed the snooze button for 20 years. And you, you say, well, who are you, Joel, to be preaching? Because I, it, it would be like this. It would be like somebody that, that had some wisdom now that had been fired from three jobs because they were late all the time. And they finally said, I'm making a change. Listen to that person. Realizing that the snooze button only caused problems later. And actually more problems. It compounds the problem. And so when you see things, if you're dating and you see things that is that are red flags and you know the turmoil inside of you. You know it. And yet, you're like, I don't want to deal with that. I can't deal with that. It's too much. But I love them. But I don't want them to be that way. So you conscientiously stretch out that arm and you push the top of that, that big button the easy button on your alarm clock. 
You know how easy that snooze button is to find? And you don't have to open your eyes. It's there for you. And that is what our brains do. We want to push the snooze button. But you know, you ever try to turn that alarm off? You have to reach over there and you have to find that button. And maybe it's one of those, at least some of the older ones, you had to slide a button over to actually stop it. You had to be awake enough to turn it off. You know, today you might have Alexa or you might have Google or you might have something like that that you just say, you know, stop, you know, the alarm. And you might kind of yell it out or you might have to say the word snooze. Okay, but we're making a conscientious decision every time we do it. I can tell you this. While I've grown some tolerance to pushing the snooze button because my office is just like 10 feet out of my room to the right, there's my office. And I push the snooze button because I found out that I can because I can either be up at seven o'clock and eat and everything, or I can, man, start my day immediately with rubbing my eyes and like, oh, you know, that kind of a thing and be there in front of the microphone. So what is that? My, I said microphone actually be there in front of my computer. Um, the screen, all right, the morning meeting, right? So I want to encourage you if you've pushed the snooze button multiple times the inevitable is coming you got to get up you got to wake up this is a call to wake up drink the coffee alert your mind be sober minded you can't continually push it or kick the can down the road you can't continually sweep the problem under the rug. Eventually, you're going to be tripping on that rug because it's full of problems underneath it. All right? So as, as we think about our life, whether it is a toxic relationship, whether it's a hard decision of some kind, if you just keep pushing it down the road... You've got to get to it at some time. I can tell you this. I'm learning. I'm not here behind a microphone telling you because I've got my life all together because it's not true. There are things that I have pushed down the road. I got some paperwork that I got to get done from my car accident. I need to get it done. And it's not really all over, so I do have a little bit of excuse. But I really need to get this whole ball rolling because an insurance company owes me money. I've spent a lot of my own money. I spent the deductible on my car. And now I have to take that money out of my bank account to pay for some of these things. I've got thousands of dollars in massages and, and rehab, hospital, and whatnot. Eventually, yeah, knocking on the door is going to be those bills. I've got to answer the door. 
You ever, you ever had a salesman at the door or a neighbor, a child, a, a whatever could be a, you know, an adult that just keeps knocking. They know you're home. They just keep knocking. They keep knocking. And you're like, go away. Just go away. That's what you're thinking. But they just keep knocking until you come to the door. You're like, what do you want? Well, some of you have explosions to your toxic relationship because the, the you, you heard the door knocking. You heard the alarm going off time after time after time after time. Finally, you, you've got to answer the door. You've got to get up. You've got to get moving. I'm here to call you today to get moving. It's time when you hear the alarm go off, you need to address the problem. You do. I do. Because we're causing unnecessary stress. I've done it and done it and done it because I was so used to pushing the snooze button because I don't like conflict, especially when it comes to relationships. I don't like it. I I don't need people in my life that cause me issues. I I'm not asking for someone perfect. I'm not asking that a person is not doesn't have issues and problems. My my own children are, you know, give me issues and problems. That's just part of life, right? But I don't need constant warfare. I don't need that that beeping. You know, mine's uh, a really strange noise. I would make it for you right now, but it would come out really weird. It goes off every morning. It's not a real pleasant sound, but it's a sound that does wake me up. I'm trying to wake you up right now. Your loved ones have been trying to wake you up. Your counselors have been trying to wake you up. Why? Because we want you to lose sleep? No. Because we know that dealing with the issue is inevitable. You will have to deal with it one time or another. Talk to people like me that's been in a relationship like that for years and years and you don't even know what to do next because you're so accustomed to pushing that button and you're so used to kicking that can down the road. But I'm here to tell you, my friend, that I love you And I get on these calls, and if you're one of them that I have dealt with, and sometimes, just like my counselor, old man, great old man, not being disrespectful when I say old man, but he had been there, he had done that, and he said, read this on the board. He writes it, and he he moves. He steps to the side, and he says, now read it out loud. It is impossible for her to love you. And then he erases it. 
Then he writes something else. Then he steps aside. And he says, now get a divorce. I thought, well, how insensitive. You've heard my story for 30 minutes and you're already telling me to get a divorce because he's already been there. He's already done that. He's trying to cut to the chase. And sometimes it's hard to absorb that. It is. I get it. I get it because you've got emotions. You've got trauma bonding. You've got all of these connections, this, this, this life with this person. And it is so hard to break free. But I'm here to tell you, it's the most loving thing someone could tell you at times. Yet it felt so painful to hear. My friend, waking up to that alarm and waking up and then doing something about it. It's one thing to wake up in the morning. It's another thing to get ready and go to work. Get ready to send your kids off to school. Get ready if you're homeschooling, homeschool, get, getting them up. Because it takes a lot of work. You do it every single morning. You push past the convenient. I used to be one of those people that would get up early in the morning. I, I couldn't wait to get up in the morning. Those days are, are fewer and far between, especially with a stressful job. I, I kind of try to put it off because I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to be in a meeting. I don't. And I start sounding like a baby. I need to man up and say, Joel, this is how you pay your bills. <laughs> That's what I do every every morning. I'm like, well, it's time to pay the bills. If I want to eat, I better get up. If I want to have a place over my head, I better get up. If I want to drive a car, I better get up. And that's what drives me day in and day out. What is driving you or what is it going to take to drive you to get up? Wake up. I say that with love. Wake up. You know, when I tell my children you feel cruel as you're trying to get a teenager out of bed, so, you know, young teenager, so they don't miss the bus or so that they, if they're driving, that they don't, you know, get late so they don't get in trouble. That's not, not loving. It's, it's not loving to let them sleep. That's what not loving is because you're not being a parent. I, I'm, I'm trying to be a loving life coach or loving friend, a loving brother in Christ to you. Wake up. God tells us that when he tells us to be sober, to be vigilant, because our adversary, the devil, goes around roaring around uh, like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. Do you think that God is telling us that, to be sober, to keep our minds clear? Because he doesn't love us and he's a cosmic killjoy and he's no, because if you are walking around inebriated all the time, you're going to really miss life. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to cause divisions. You're going to cause all kinds of pain, hurt. You might even go down the road and get in an accident. So for someone to say, to stay sober, to stay vigilant. That's, that's the most loving thing someone could tell you. We live in a society that we, we, we only want to hear what we want to hear. 
Anybody says anything that speaks truth and it goes against, that makes you feel uncomfortable, that's when you start whining and crying um, with the entitlement and saying, well, I don't deserve such and such. Well, let me tell you something. Life is hard. Life is cruel at times. But I can tell you this. If you get up, you're vigilant, you're sober, you'll find out one thing, that life is actually good. Life can be very good. And um, I, 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 as your brother in Christ, your life coach, the person you may have spoke to me, you may not have spoken to me, I love you. I care for you. And I'm here to tell you to stop pushing the snooze button. Wake up. It's time to do something. It's time to get to work. It's time to do the hard thing. And sometimes I want to, rem- I, I, I'm doing these podcasts to even remind myself. And truly, when we do what is right, we will reap those actions. We will reap them. At first, it's hard. You have to get out of relationship, all the stuff that you have to do, all the paperwork, all the emotional things, all the changes. Oh, God, is it hard. Let me tell you something. It's more difficult to continue to stay in something that is killing you, that is destroying you. Wake up. Get moving and do something about it. This is Joel with Overcome Evil with good.